everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Just Peachy. I'm your host, Charlie, and today I have a very, very, very special guest, my father! Hi! <laughs> How's it going? Hi, everybody. Okay, so today we will be talking about um, what I was like as a child, because I didn't think anyone else would know this better than my dad. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, there you go. Um, so yeah, so... So I have a couple questions for you that you are going to answer, hopefully. I'm going to do the best that I can, I promise. promise. So the first question is, Mm -hmm. what was my main mood that I was in as a kid? Like... You, oh my goodness gracious, you're so, you're so happy. You had a great, wonderful, just, you had a light in your eyes. Um, You were very, very um, happy. You seemed just genuinely happy and alive and alert and... Those big, beautiful eyes of yours, sorry. Um, that just seem to be taking in everything all the time. Um, and, and I do remember this, of course, because we spent a lot of time together. Um, I was home with you, so that was special. Because mom was always at work. Mom was always was at, at work. I was, at, I was at home with you. And so I do remember, I mean, one of my earliest memories or our times together was just driving off and having little adventures together and um i remember this is when you were very young um we i took you we went to jockey hollow um right in morristown and we went mini hiking there well mini hiking because you were in a stroller at that point in time but but just having that time with you was was lovely and then i remember another time when um we were in Philly and uh, we're visiting um, one of my old friends and um, and she happened to catch a picture, snap a picture of us and you were up on my shoulders. So this, <laughs> this definitely takes us back to when you were very, very young, when you were up on my shoulders, certainly. Um, but we had a lot, a lot of um, wonderful adventures together and you just always seem to just take in the world around you and you're just so so curious and so inquisitive and just so um it seemed excited about everything that was around you and um and of course you know this um two two wonderful wonderful stories and I know I've said them to you often but they are two of my favorite favorite points in our our life together one is um, one morning when I was upstairs. We were upstairs, uh, and I was in the hallway bathroom. And as I was coming out of the bathroom, I see this little face that's turning around the corner at the top of the stairs, uh, having you just crawled all the way up, up the stairs. And there you were with those eyes of yours, and you're just looking around with that smile. And I've said to you, and this is what I was going through, was going through my head, was, oh my goodness, there's a little, a little tiny person that lives in the house with me, that lives in the house with us. And I really felt like a grown-up at that point in time, and I really felt like a dad at that point in time. That was just everything for me. And then there was another time when I had to go out in the 
evening for something. I don't recall what. And um, your mother <laughs> sent me a photo. She had snapped the view. Um, and the text underneath said that, 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 that. Because she said she could see you and you were mouthing that, 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 that all the while. And so here's this little picture of you with that tiny face and very, very little hair. And it was just you with your smile and underneath it said that, 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 that. And wherever I was when I saw that photo, I melted yet again. And um, that's been with me since, since that time when you were, goodness gracious, must have been a couple of months old at that point in time. Um, so um, in summation to that initial question, you were, you, were, um, you were a joy. You were everything that I um, had hoped and dreamed about and even more so because it was all so new. But more than anything else, you just had such light in your eyes. And um, to be able to have that time with you, a lot of time with you when we were home, um, was very, very special. And um, feeling your energy and feeling your light, even at that early stage, um, it still warms me very, very much. Well, okay, so kind of segueing a little bit Segway. older, okay. yes. a little bit older. Yes. What were some of my favorite hobbies to do when it was just the two of us alone? Hobbies when you were, oh, yeah. oh, goodness gracious. Because we had lots of alone time together, especially because Teddy would always go to doctor's appointments with mom and yes. I'd always be at home with you. So yes. what were those hobbies that we do when mom and dad were? There were a lot of dance parties. Let's just start with that. I'm very, very sure there were a lot of dance parties. Um, <laughs> There was a lot of me um, <laughs> uh, educating you in all the music that I liked and kind of reading on the music that you were starting to like. Um, it feels dated even saying this when we talk about listening to or watching things like Dora and uh, Nihao Kailan. And yeah, how about that? Yeah, there's that one for you. That was a blast from the past. And, and Young Einsteins and um, Powerpuff Girls, all those. And many was Yes, and of course, Word Girl. Word Girl, Word Girl I liked a lot, actually. Word Girl was a lot, was very fun. Word Girl was such a good show. Like, Word Girl I still remember it to this day. So much it fun. That was so actually great. one of, those, one of those, those rare instances where I know you enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it too because it was just genuinely hysterical. That, okay. That's one of the shows that is a show for pretty much all ages, even though it's aimed for kids. A lot of the humor in it, it can, like, Aim to, it's, aim to all ages. It's, and it's all such a good show. It's such a good show. It's a, a well-made show, and it, it was paced just beautifully and hysterically. And okay, so yes, I'm gonna just put it out there for all of our our listeners here. Still, one of my, the funniest moments of my life was watching an episode of Word Girl, and I can just set the scene where um, Word Girl and Huggy. Are at her the monkey. kitchen. Uh, uh, Huggy her, is her monkey. Her, her, her. Yes, they're 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 at the kitchen table, and they're plotting out something, and they're they're looking at a map, and formulating whatever their destination is to figure out what the what what the the big crime is, and they're plotting it out, and 
almost immediately after that, mom comes in. You hear her, and then mom comes in. And in a split second, Huggy just grabs the grabs the map and just puts it in his mouth as that. as if nothing happened, as if nobody would notice. And mom didn't notice, had no idea what was going on. But the speed with which Huggy just, just grabbed it, put it in his mouth, and just acted like there was nothing going on. My biggest was, suggestion. Was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, and you know that. Yeah. And don't even, te- don't even, don't even try to argue with me yes. that it wasn't one of the one funniest of things in your life. One of my biggest suggestions for a show, if oh you are going to God. be a parent soon, or if you have a niece, a oh nephew, um, so I don't know, one of your... Baby, you're babysitting a child. Make them watch Word Girl. It is such a funny show. It is a it's funny such show. It's a smart show. It's a smart, smart show. It's an educational show. It is. It's great for 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 learning. But I mean, it is it's also so genuinely, genuinely funny. And yes, subtle is an it's excellent subtle. descriptive of it. It is subtle humor. It's funny, but it is nothing obvious it's very very subtle and very funny all the way around so that was one of those that yes that was that was a joy um and yeah and then but then a lot of music we listened to a lot of music i'm very certain about that um because i know i i've often said this with growing up is that over the time you when you're little you you get the basics you get your abcs you get wheels on the bus you get various um songs quote-unquote uh kids songs yes and i totally understand that but i knew also that i wanted to make sure that you got (laughs) all the things that i liked to listen to because that's what i wanted to pass on to you so and you clearly did because i'm obsessed with it now. well i appreciate that i am very certain about i i'm i am because i knew that um i wanted charlie to get the Beatles and The Who and Rush and U2 and Elton John and Queen and um, Lenny Kravitz and uh, and then of course as we segue more and more into um, Charlie knowing that I was interested in, in, in theater and had connection with theater so uh, introducing you to that is has been um, a great joy as well too because I can so clearly see that you've not only connected with that but then you've truly made it your own. For the, yes, for those who know me in person you know I am obsessed with musical theater. If you want to know where I get it from it is from the man sitting across from me right now known as my father. Well, he is the one who dropped that obsession on me. Well, He's the one who started it because he did it in well, high school. I, I did in high school. I did in college and performed and um that's some of the best times in my life and still having uh, some sort of connection to it because what did we do last year last summer um, we we did a production of of the who's Tommy that I directed and then Charlie was a huge huge part of that helping and um, and assisting and being a part of that and I I was so proud. Of course I was so proud. That's on my resume now. Yes, well I certainly hope so now because it is a legit, legit help that you did assisting and and everything that you did on that. And that was just one of those those moments that I was so proud 
of the entire production, of course, but of course, having Charlie to be around for that, having Charlie connect to that, and sitting together in summer rehearsals where you're just sitting next to me and conferring and talking about this is what I wanted for this particular scene and this is what I'm thinking about and and you contributing and you thinking about it and 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 just developing ideas from that and just being in that room and being in that environment um, I obviously wanted to give you that experience but I knew ultimately that this was something that you were going to find or you were going to make your own and I still believe that and I'm so glad that you do have that connection with it um, because you clearly seem to to enjoy it and, yes. uh, and get and, and great satisfaction from it. Yes, definitely. Fun fact about my dad, my dad was a theater major in college. Yes, yes I, and it started off, okay so interestingly College facts with dad. Very early on, um I started in journalism, and then I did a, with a minor in theater at that point in time. This is very, very, very early on. Um, Temple University, Philadelphia. Yay, Woo-hoo, Temple. Go yay, Temple. Yay, yay, owls. Um, and then the, the spring of my, my first year, um, there was a, a theater group on campus uh, that was putting on a production of Pippin, which, I mean, I guess in a lot of ways that was a production show and opportunity that changed my life because um, having a great deal of time in high school when we were doing theater together and that was a joy and that was wonderful and it was starting to seem like something that I wanted to, to pursue. And I missed doing that in my, my first semester there. And then when this presented itself, I said, okay, well, this is a sign, certainly. And it was a show I'd wanted to do for a while. And um, and I, I auditioned and I got cast and it was wonderful. And I remember calling Grandma and, and, and Grandpa Turkey and telling them that I got it. And they seemed very, very excited about it. And we had a great time and great production of it. And um, and you already know that Pippin's a very, very uh, one of my dad's favorite musicals. Special, important show with me, and um, and th- that just kind of got us started on the road of um, wonderful opportunities from there, and then from then on, and then so you cut to goodness gracious, twenty odd years later, when I took you to see. The uh, the production um, that they presented the, the Broadway production and they 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 took it on tour and we got to yeah. see it in Philly. If I'm not and wrong. So, that was twenty fifth. Twenty fifteen. Very yes. good. That's correct. Twenty fifteen. And we and we went to see that and um, I was excited that you would finally get to see it. I lost my mind seeing it. It was so good. It was such a great show. The cast was amazing. And it was beautiful. And and not for nothing for all of your your uh, <laughs> your theater inclined fans and listeners the fact that um, Charlie got to see this production and anybody that knows Pippin um, the the role of the leading player uh, originally played by Ben Vereen one of the greatest greatest performers and most wonderful people in the history of the world um, I was blessed and fortunate to play that role. There's still a picture in your room of that you 
with yes, the Yes, correct. And then, but on this particular production, um, the, the leading uh, player is female and was fantastic and wonderful. And so watching Charlie watch th- her in that role was very, very exciting to me because it felt like it was the same connection, the same joy, the same um, interest that I had when I first saw it and when I first listened to it. So um, To this day, it's probably one of the roles that I want very badly when I get the opportunity to do Pippin as a show. That is one of the roles I want. And I, I... support that 100% and um, and my mother Charlie's Charlie's grandma Sheila said it as much as well too is that she said it was only a matter of time don't be surprised if the opportunity comes where the um, where, where Charlie whatever whether it's at uh, HHS if they do it or somewhere along the lines where you get the opportunity to do the, to do the show that uh, you may be playing that role yourself. And I completely support that, and I couldn't be more excited and proud for that, that possibility. Okay, we're segueing into the theater talk, because we're already kind of in it. Well, we are. We're this seg- is true. Yeah, we're segueing into that. So, Dad, what would you say your top five shows, like your top five favorite shows are? Top five favorite shows? Yes. We can both answer this. Okay, so and so we're clear. Top five ever shows that just I, I love doesn't necessarily have to be something that I've performed in, but it's just that I that I okay, that's good to know. Well, we touched on probably the one that's I can say it's at the top of the list is Pippin, um, because it's a wonderful show. It's a wonderful show to see. It's a wonderful show to be in. It's one of those few shows in my life that I've done multiple times. Um, And now, with you in my life, what I've discovered is that it's a wonderful show that I feel like everyone who has a dream or has an interest in theater, I wish them the opportunity to do it. Because I think it's a perfect show for all because it's a coming-of-age story and it's a hero's journey story and it all deals with a young person going on their journey through life and how every young person must go on that journey. Wherever, whatever their aspirations are, wherever they're, they're born, whatever their circumstances, they must take this journey through life that will, in a sense, take them from child to adult. And um, there's something that's, that's timeless about it. So I feel like... Um, that's definitely I, your number one. I would say that that would be definitely my number one. I'm I, I I stand by that. I think it's 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 the the best show in that regard in terms of as I said the 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 timelessness of it. And I mean it still sounds great. Still, it's a great story. It's a great show no matter what. Um, 
If you I, ever need anything to do during this quarantine, I highly suggest listening to the Pippin soundtrack. You will have the time of your life. Listen to it. Listen to it. And um, also, side note, there is, I think there still is, um, a recording of the production that they did in the early 80s that Ben Vereen and um, Cheetah Rivera's in it, and William Catt, um, who used to be on a wonderful show when I was a kid called The Race American Hero. Go check that out, because it's a great series. There was a production that they did, that they that they um, taped, um, which was my entry point to the show. At that point in time, there was, goodness gracious, there was certainly no, there was no streaming, there was no... Facebook, there was no Hulu, there was no Netflix, there was no anything, but um, there was this production that made the rounds on, on videotape, and if you had the, the luck or the great fortune to find it, we, we, we viewed it with great, great anticipation and excitement. Um, now, yes, you can certainly get it on DVD, you can certainly stream it if I'm not mistaken, but... If, in the midst of all this quarantine, you feel like viewing it, please do. Um, but also, what am I talking about? If you go on YouTube, you can find any number of productions of it between that one or there are actually... They did, I think they did a Tony performance of they it a did, couple they years did ago. They did the Tony performance. I might have done it at the... the, the um, Macy's Day Parade as well, too. There are There's a lot of footage of it, of multiple productions over the years. There was a point in um, the last last decade, if I'm not mistaken, where uh, Mom and I actually saw a production at Paper Mill, Paper Mill, uh, Paper Mill Playhouse, um, which also was very, very cool and had kind of a, uh, an updated feel to it, an updated score to it. So anyway... Um, yeah, Pippin, I guess, would be the one that would be the, the most all-encompassing. Um, Fiddler on the Roof is another one. Fiddler on the Roof is, woo, another one that I hope, I hope you get a chance to do. I hope everybody gets an opportunity to do it because it's a beautiful, beautiful, timeless story. Even though the show's, like, time period takes place long ago. Right. It's a very timeless show. It's oh, my good goodness show. gracious. And... Um, family and tradition, and traditions. exactly traditions. traditions, and and holding on to your traditions, but also being very clear and very aware and very um, sensitive to the world around you and the changes around you, and um, being open to that. Um, no fiddler is is easily one of the most meaningful and, and powerful and important shows in my life and again another one that I hope that you get to do I really hope so um, I want to do it it's such a good show right and and as long as we're talking about uh, good viewing viewing material please watch the film please watch the film it's the one of the great. it's one of the best films ever made it is absolutely extraordinary and wonderful and um, uh, one for the ages so yes Absolutely, positively, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, we talked about Pippin, we talked about Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, segue, segue, getting there, segway, getting there, getting there, getting there, getting there, getting there. Don't worry, don't worry, I'll, I'll make my way there. Um, 
Company's actually a show that I love a lot. Um, Company's a great show. Right. We, um, I did that show and I, I love that show. It's a fantastic, fantastic piece. Um, we, I'm sorry to say, were not able to, or at least not able to, um, this past month get to see this new production that that they're doing um, on Broadway. Because Broadway is sadly closed. Rest hope, in peace, Broadway. <laughs> hopefully, hope, rest in peace for now, Broadway. Hopefully, time will 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 allow to 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 see it because that is actually something that I want to take you to. Um, but it's 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 one of my favorites. It's a great show. It's a really smart show. Um, fantastic characters, um, and I guess for me, it's nice because there's this whole thing about a a, a hero's journey that I talk about, um, the hero journey, the hero myth, and long story short, when I talk about a hero myth, is if you take um, the the story arc of, say, Wizard of Oz, or with Star Wars, and you're dealing with um, two seemingly very different stories in different worlds, but at the heart of it, with Dorothy or with Luke, you are dealing with an individual who goes on a journey that's a physical journey but it's also kind of a, a spiritual one as well too where they are on a journey to find their best self and along the way there are friends and allies and confidence that they they meet and they may have to do battle with whatever the forces of evil are and wherever the antagonists are, and they must find their strength to to do battle, but also um, find the strength in themselves to realize that they um, they have the power to be their best selves. And um, that's a long way around saying that there's there's an element of that. Um, in the lead character in Company, uh, Bobby. Um, it's a journey that he takes. It's mostly interior journey that he takes, but at the same time, he's finding the way to being his better self than that. And that's only something that I could articulate as a grown-up. So I want to give Charlie that opportunity to see it, and then ultimately um, she'll find that same journey and uh, hopefully she'll like the show as well, too. I think you'll like the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so what did I say? I said Pippin, I said Fiddler, I said Company. Okay, two, two more. Two more, two more. Um, it's special. I, I, I have to make sure. Yes, there is one that I'm going to get to. I will do that. Um, okay, so there's a more recent show called Passing Strange. Okay, so yes, Charlie does know it. Um, I know it. Um, so Charlie fans and Charlie confidants and Charlie friends. You may not know this show. It's very recent. It's only within the last decade. Um, but it's written by an amazing musician, songwriter, artist named Stu. And the show was... Um, the it grew out of um, 
performances that he did with his band. He has a band called uh, Stu and the Negro Problem, and they've performed all over the country and all over the world. And they have a style and sound that I can't articulate other than it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's such a good... It's, it's so, good. so, so great. I mean, it will take elements of rock. At its heart, it's rock. But there's funk and there's jazz and um, there's there's a whole amazing mix to it. Um, but there's also this great humor and great wit and um, great heart to to his writing. His and his Hi- and Heidi Heidi wrote a well. His is uh, collaborator. An amazing amazing material that they've written. And anyway, they developed um, a semi-autographical uh, uh, piece um, when they were working um, off-Broadway um, at the Public Theater of All Places, um, where another show that you know of that's kind of important right now got its start. Um, and um, I'm not throwing away my shot, that show. Nice segue, Lynn. Um, and anyway this show that they started um, developing off-Broadway and then it came to Broadway and it had a very, very short run, unfortunately, but not because it was... It was... Um, wasn't getting it. Was, right, I mean, it was... It's, it, it was... It was very well-regarded and very well-reviewed and it's a fantastic show. It's just... Probably because another show was coming in. Yeah. That's what usually happens. Yeah, there was there was actually another show that was was big at that time and made its presence known and um, <laughs> not not surprisingly um, it also involved your pal Lynn. Um, correct. Which is another show. Which is another show. It's a very underrated show. Another show. But anyway, Passing Strange. Um, beautiful and um, hysterical and heartfelt and heartbreaking in some ways. If you're um, ever looking for good audition songs, there's a bunch of great songs and passing strains that are good audition songs. There are lovely, fantastic songs in it and uh, I... What I can say about Passing Strange is that it was one of the very few times where... I watched a performance and I watched the story and the central character felt so close to me even though there were a lot of parts of it that were very, very different from my life and my personality but yet there were so many things that were so, so recognizable in it. Um... And back to the hero's journey portion of it. It's the same same thing that I was talking about with the hero journey, hero myth. The the young man in the story is is on a journey to find his best self. And um, very very true. Beautiful. Um, and there is there there is a film of it. There is a film of it um, that Spike Lee directed. Uh, go watch it. Go watch it. You'll be you will love it. You will laugh out loud. You 
will have tears in your eyes. I have tears in my eyes every time I watch it. By the time I get to the end, and I'm on my feet rocking out. By the time they get to the uh, the curtain call, um, yeah, Passing Strange, definitely, definitely, definitely. Please get that. Please watch it. Uh, number five. And how fitting that number five is very connected to top five anything's. Number five is High Fidelity. Um, okay, Charlie fans and Charlie friends and connections. Hi. Hi. You probably have no idea that there is a musical of High Fidelity. I totally accept that. This was a show that also had a very, very short run. It didn't... Just letting you know, if you know what he's talking about, it's a show on Hulu? Yes. Hulu. So, it's a show on so, Hulu. So, so, short story or short timeline. There was the novel that Nick Hornby wrote that was published in 1995. Then there was, a, there was the film that was made in 2000 that if you haven't watched yet, it has John, John Cusack and Jack Black in I think one of his earliest roles. He's amazing in it. Um, and then the musical uh, came I want to say it was 2006, and it didn't have a very, uh, it didn't have a very long run. Um, but I discovered it uh, a couple of years after that, and the the music, the score of it's fantastic, and it's very faithful to all of the source material. It's very faithful to the book. It's faithful to the film. There, there's change in 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 setting, but otherwise, it's very faithful to that but it also makes it is its own um in the musical format it it takes it and goes off in a direction that while it's faithful but is also very it's 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 connective to um to the stage and um a few years ago there was a production they did out in St. Louis and the company in St. Louis was the first company in the U.S. to do the show after that very short run that they did in New York. And they revised it and restaged it in a much more intimate setting. And there were rave reviews and the authors of the show came out to see it and they loved it. And they said this is the way that they had conceived of the production and I got to see it. I got to see that production in St. Louis, and it was indeed fantastic, and it started to um, generate a new life, uh, which is a wonderful thing because it really deserves uh, some attention. It's a great show. As again, again I said, the, the source material is fantastic, so if you ever get the chance to read the book, please do. Watch the film. The film is fantastic. And then Charlie mentioned as well, too, that most recently there was a series, that, uh, version of it on Hulu right now with the fantastic and amazing and wonderful Zoe Kravitz. She's amazing! Her, She's amazing. Her dad's amazing. Come on now. It's Lane Kravitz. It's Zoe Kravitz. How can you not love them both? The whole family's amazing. They're all amazing. Um, anyway, uh, the, the, at the center of it is a guy named Rob who knows all about music, pop music and rock music, and knows all about that, but has a great deal of trouble trying to navigate his personal life. And the story 
follows him trying to find his way through that and again coming back to being finding his way to being his best self and it's an amazing wonderful show it is worthy of consideration it's worthy of attention so uh download download the cast album please there are fantastic songs on it um one thing that's interesting about it is that the songs in the show are written in the style of a particular artist um so for example there is a song called uh desert island top five breakups that has kind of an elvis costello feel to it there's another song that uh rob's ex-girlfriend laura sings called number five with a bullet that's got a very kind of Joan Jett, Pat Benatar, heart kind of style to it. Um, so there's a lot of great, great music to it, and there's got a lot of great recognition of those artists, but it's not as if they're parodying them. They're taking them as inspiration, um, and it's all integral to the characters, it's all integral to the storyline. Um, so... High Fidelity, please, please, please check it out, guys, in whatever form. Um, but definitely, definitely check out the music. It's and fantastic. now we're going to do something fun. I'm going to tell Dad my top five musicals. He's going to say what he thinks about them. Because my dad's good at explaining things. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> your top five because I really, I think I might know, but at the same time, I am Does quite it? certain I'm going to get surprised. Okay, so my number one musical um, would have to be this might come as a surprise to you, but my number one musical would have to be Mamma Mia. That is a surprise to me that it's your number one, but okay. Yes. Mamma Mia, to me, has always been like such a fun show. It's always been a great movie. I've watched the movie, I can't tell you how many times, mm-hmm. but just the songs always make me so happy. Mm-hmm. Of course, ABBA's awesome, so mm-hmm. like, yeah. these songs are awesome. All right. and That's fair, that's fair. It's a great show, and there's been so many times that I have been feeling down and those songs get me up so fast. Right. So, and, and I don't doubt in my mind, again, when we were talking about as we go along in the next few years, there are going to be productions of Mamma Mia. I would not be surprised if by some chance HHS decides in one year they'll do Mamma Mia, in which case, great, that's fantastic, that's wonderful. Um, no, I can see that. I can appreciate that. It's a... It's a lot of fun, and as you said, ABBA, I mean, goodness gracious, how can you not feel happy after you've listened to some ABBA? I mean, I'm, just listening, no I'm just letting you guys know right now, both me and my dad, these musicals aren't in a particular order, they're just kind of all right. top five favorites, like there's different moods I'll be, go through. Right. So, the next one, ooh, this is hard, I'm going to have to go with uh, West Side Story. I, that's that's, that's not, fine. That's, that's not that's, a problem. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. And 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 side note, I I love West Side Story too. I don't dislike West Side Story. It's certainly oh up there. And I can also amend it by, I can amend that by saying that it's definitely my favorite movie of all time. It. I if 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 you find fault with the movie of West Side Story, then you're in at, at, as I all I have to say is to paraphrase Woody Harrelson, if you don't like West Side Story the movie, then I don't have much interest in hanging out with you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. So the next one. Um so there's a couple. 
But Mamma Mia, West Side Story. Okay. And then the next one would probably have to be. You don't know this musical that well. Ish. You know it. Ish. Okay. Um, Six the Musical. If you guys know Six, uh, it's a great musical. It's a shorter one, but it's a great. It has great songs. The characters are great. It's very feminist, cool, poppy song. I have to ask you this question because I I I have listened to the music. It is fantastic. It's great. The music is all great. But how that did did it originate as an album I think before the show that that's that's that's, that's where, my, I'm, where yeah. I'm where I'm where I don't I'm, think it originated as an album okay. it might have it might have but I'm like pretty sure it started as like a concert type thing okay and the girl okay. that wrote it she's such a sweet person she's so right. kind and right. she's I, like, I, I've heard and I've read a lot of great things about her I just it's one of those things where that really blew my mind because that was something that you found and you ran with. And six I and I didn't know anything about Six until you brought it to me. Yes, if you know me in real life, you know I am obsessed with Six. It's such a great musical. It is so fun. The characters have their own personalities and they all are awesome. Like, all the singing is great. And there's more, like, there's... you. Usually with certain roles, like, you have to be a certain person to play certain roles sometimes. But with this show, you could be anybody, and you could sing, like, you could do the show, basically. It's such a great show. Okay. And it's a very timeless show, too. Right, If right. you want to know what Six is about, it's about the... Yes, um, please. The Six Wives, wives of Henry VIII. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it makes sense. And basically, they talk about how um, they... The story of the show is that they all, I guess it's a modernized version of each of the queens, and they've kind of all found each other, and they started a pop group together. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but it's a good show, and if you know the show, it is a great show in general. And it's set up kind of like a concert, and the way it's set up is kind of weird, like if you look at it from a musical typical standpoint but it works with mm-hmm. the types of songs in the show and it's great yeah I'm, I'm, I'm handing that over to you just in case you want to throw throw down some 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 so, some mad info about this my dad just handed me the wikipedia article and it is modern retelling of life presenting the modern pop concert and this uh yeah so basically they mm-hmm. each of the queens take turns kind of telling their story of like what their life was with Henry, why, basically from their side of the story, because throughout history, we kind of only, only hear, oh, they all did this stuff, and then Henry <coughs> got more wives. Right. So they all take, like, all of them meet Henry at different points, and all of them have different relationships with him that all end in divorce, beheaded, die, divorce, beheaded, survive. So, yeah. And, uh, side note, just to keep this up to date, um, it began previews on February the 13th, and it was, oh God almighty, it was set to open on March 12th, and right around that time, they, of course, of course, plan to open, uh... Yes, six when, was when Broadway performances was to so it was right it was, when quarantine started. Yeah, and actually they had us set to restart on April thirteenth, but was fo- further fo- per, excuse me, postponed further 
to Cause that's June what, 7th. Yeah, ma- almost all of Broadway was supposed to open back up on April 13th. So that's why Sorry. 6 was supposed to get back up on April 13th. So, um... Hoping for the best, y'all. We're hoping for Broadway. Hoping Broad- for Broadway's struggling and we're hoping for them. All right, good, Anyways. good vibes, good vibes, <laughs> good vibes, good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. Okay, good vibes. the next one. Okay, this would have to be, um, In the Heights... Okay. It's an underrated show, but it's a great show. Fantastic show. It's... I have never connected with so many characters from the show so much before. Like, I don't connect with just one of these characters, even though Vanessa, I love her so much. Mm-hmm. I've never connected with so many characters at once before. And each it is such a great, like, well put together show yep. that there's no loose ends to it at all. Every character is tied in a nice bow. Every mm-hmm. character has goes through amazing story arcs and it's just a great show. Right. It's it's an amazing show and it also uh, won Best Musical in two thousand two thousand eight. And one of the things that I find incredibly interesting about it and is when Lynn talked about developing it and and, and, and writing it. Um going to the place where he said he wanted to write about people that he knew and the neighborhood that he knew and something that was close to his heart. Um, as he went along, he, his inspirations or some of his inspirations for it musically, theatrically, were Fiddler on the Roof and Rent. And anybody that knows either of those shows would think that's a rather unusual mashup, but take that moment and think about it because from the the fiddler standpoint of it is is quite immediate in that you're dealing with a group of people a community who um are living through Changes. um, changes in their lives and in their traditions and how are they navigating those in this particular part of their world in Fiddler it was Anatevka in the Heights it's Washington Heights and Washington in, Heights. in Fiddler on the Roof they're Russian Jews in in the Heights Puerto Rican Dominican Hispanic Cuban, Cuban all of them all of, right all and, of them and all their dreams and their desires and they're wanting the best for their families for their children um, and navigating that and then in terms of rent he had said that having seen rent it really inspired him because he was they were they were writing a show that was contemporary this was it was now it was uh was in it happened to be in new york city but it happened to be something that was very of the moment and that 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 immediacy to it um inspired him and connected with him to 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 write his show. Um, yeah, I love yeah. In the Heights as well too. It's, it's fantastic. A great show. Okay, number five. So let me just so let me just go through. We got we had uh, Mamma Mia. No. We had uh, West Side. We had Six. We had In the Heights. Okay. So the last one. Um, this may come as a shocker. I say that with pure sarcasm, but um, Hamilton definitely in my top five. It's such a great show. I mean, do I really have to explain? It was such a good show. It is still a great show. And... It's... It's an extraordinary, extraordinary show. Um, It's a show that... 
it is so rich with material. It's so rich with character and story and music. Lynn just puts all his characters <clears throat> together so well, and I love it. And I love him, and he's amazing. And everyone in that everyone show Everyone in that show, and having watched it and read about it and um, followed the development of it and now knowing about everybody involved, knowing about the cabinet, the fact that, okay, so now Lynn and Tommy Kale and Alex Lacamoire and and Andy Blank, they're they're all they're all celebrities in our house because now we know they were the ones that were shaping that show and building it and making it into what it what it is. This amazing, amazing piece that quite deservedly has got all the attention and all the... Fun fact, if you have seen any of the Kennedy Center honors, Hamilton got a special honor yes. at the past Kennedy that Center was, honors, that which was made me so happy. crazy and amazing. Because it, it was, was such a big deal. It, it was, was such a good show. It was the first time that they'd done... Um, they had honored any one or any group in that way because of its... Um, success. Its success and its amazing and unquestionable cultural significance it and so sweeped the tonys that year right and almost every single thing right Hamilton and it won. was one of the very few musicals to be awarded the Pulitzer Prize that's a big deal that's a i, I whatever whoever you are if you're a writer and if you um of the awarded the Pulitzer Prize. That's that's a big that's, deal. that's 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 the Holy Grail. That's the uh, that's the Mount Everest right there. And uh, not a lot of musicals have been awarded that, but the ones that have, um, big that's deals. it's huge, big, big 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 deal. Um, yeah, nope, not even remotely surprised that Hamilton is in your top five, and quite deservedly so. It's 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 one of the best. I love Hamilton too. Just another quick fun thing we're gonna do because we're just gonna wrap up the rest of this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading mentally, mentally reading off a list of modern musicals. And you can be telling me what you think of them. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we We're go. gonna start off with Spring Awakening. Oh, Spring Awakening! Great, great. Um, again, another one of those. Um, I guess I would put that in the in a, in a similar category to um, either Hamilton or In the Heights or uh, High Fidelity, in that you're taking um, a story and giving it a very contemporary um, sensibility to it um, whether it's rock or hip hop um, or pop um, there's a sound to it that is very connective to a, a youthful story and uh, in the case of Spring Awakening it's a lot of young people navigating very complicated lives mm-hmm. in a very complicated part of their um, their their development um no, it's amazing. That's yeah. a great. That's a great show. So the next one is Mean Girls, the musical. I have very limited connection with with we Mean Girls the musical. I mean, for the rest I mean, of I mean, this weekend, I mean, then. And and now and that's not to say I'm unfamiliar with it. I've heard songs from it, that's and probably in my top ten. And it's one of those things. And it's one of those things where um, 
when I finally did hear it, I said, oh my God, well, this definitely needed to be a musical. There's the, no question about it. I'm just telling you now, the vocal, ca- like, the vocals that, that some people have in the show, like, mm-hmm. um, it's insane, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another one. Yeah. Um, another one for Yay, you. Tina Fey. Yay, Tina. Yeah, Tina. The next one that I'm going to give you, Beetlejuice. Sadly, Beetlejuice has closed, which, rest in peace, Beetlejuice comes back on tour in 2021 i need more time with beetlejuice again i simply because i have not heard enough of beetlejuice to 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 get it i know you love it i know you do and i was and teddy loves it as well too and that was one of the most surprising things of the last year was that right up until the tony's not the not Tonys were nominated. Nom- well, I I didn't I didn't know it existed. I didn't know there yeah, was a musical a of Beetlejuice at all. A lot of people were all. really mad that it didn't win Best Set Design because the set for Beetlejuice is insane. I believe that's it. the reason. That's another one of the reasons why they're getting kicked out and they got kicked out of their theater is one because they weren't earning enough money, even though they got lots of money. Their set is ginormous and it is insane. So they needed to. Needs lots of money for the set. It's in some ways a kind of a so, uh, prohibitive. Yeah, they were uh, very close. They were very close to getting the money for the set, or getting the money that they needed to just move theaters because moving theaters already was expensive. But having to rebuild the whole entire set for Beetlejuice, right, is it's, insane. It's a cost prohibitive um, um, op- opportunity. So, yes. um, uh, but anyway, yes, yes. But yes, I'm, it's going on a tour in 2021. We're very excited for it. Okay. All right. So the Giddy next up. show, I'm going to be doing this last one. Mm-hmm. But we're going to just kind of talk about this for a second. How do you feel that the new West Side Story, they took out I Feel Pretty. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know if I am aghast or surprised. A lot I mean, of people I were suppose, shocked by I that. I suppose the initial, the initial reaction would be surprise, but... What I've been gathering from that production is that nothing was taken for granted. Nothing, no decision was made lightly. And it seems to me that uh, I ultimately found out that while they cut in I Feel Pretty and there were other elements of that they cut of it, they eliminated the intermission and I think they just reshaped portions of it where they kept it as tight and as tense as they could make it. And now I can't get in the the director's head, but I'm assuming that he didn't want to cut I Feel Pretty. I Feel but Pretty is I, like... Right. I'm, I'm assuming they didn't want to cut it. I'm assuming that, but I'm also assuming that the way that they reshape the production, the way that they conceive this particular production, it seemed that that might have that might have um, blocked the narrative of the tension yeah, that makes to sense. it. That's 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 my subject. Yes. Now again, I haven't seen it. I haven't yes, seen it. Because that makes sense. Because at the part of the show, there's lots of tense between the Jets and the Sharks. Right. This is right. Right. For the Rumble. Right. And, and so things are very tense. So I don't think they wanted to ruin that because I feel pretty is such a happy, I mean, fluttery, it's 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 a it's a great song. song, it's a great character song, but um all again, all I can assume is that it didn't fit. it didn't fit with 
this particular conception. And the final show, because I know you don't have a lot to say about this show because you don't know the show very well, but Heather's. Heather's is such a big show now. I have to tell you, this is very interesting because... So you've mentioned... Heather's a couple times. You've mentioned Heather's. A couple You've times. mentioned Mean Girls. And I... There's I, many similarities. Not well, just because I, I, of the three main Well, I, I, I say it because I remembered at the point in time, I'm not sure which which came... I think Heather's might have... Heather's came first. Heather's came first. And and then Mean Girls not too far after that. And but the West End Heather's came out just a couple months ago. Right, and I remember thinking, well, that's interesting. Tone tonally, they're 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 very very different. I I think Heather's is is a lot darker yes, in terms it of its material. It's it's a lot it's, darker. A lot darker. Um, but at the same time, they're both ripe for really interesting musical interpretation. Yes. Um, I I need I need to see. Heather's. Well, I mean, I need to see them both. That's yes. the per that's what it, what it comes down to. Because I feel like, yes, you do have really interesting material, source material there. Yes. Um, and I think you could make a very compelling and exciting um, musical out of both of them. Yeah. Um, but it, again, my my Heather's my time of them very, is very limited. Heather is is a very popular show right now because of social media. Um, exposure it got. It's mm -hmm. a very popular show now, and it's right. kind of insane. Right. Well, also, it's because just... Because the main target audience of Heathers is, like, an older audience, but now there's people younger than me seeing Heathers. Right. And, and I mean, if you tie them all together at its most broad and its most oversimplified is that you have shows that are set in and around the high school dynamic. And, but now, where do you go with that? Because you're talking about that in Heathers, you're talking about that in Mean Girls. Um, we didn't discuss this show before, but we're also talking about that in Dear Evan Hansen. Yep. And to an extent, Spring Awakening as well, too. Well, um, and, right, and I suppose there's, there's, there's a hook or there's a link to that for a lot of, a lot of, I'm certainly a lot of your friends that are connected with musical theater and what middle school or high school whatever there's that immediacy to it because you're you you feel like you have a little bit more connection with those characters or at least to the world that they're they're inhabiting um but for me i need more time with them because i i i know a little bit about mean girls and in terms of heathers i've never listened to Heathers, although I know the source material of it, and I know that while I like, I like the movie, and I like the source material. I also know that yes, it's there, there's a, a very very dark element to it, dark humor that you gotta you, you gotta, gotta you, be you, ready you, for. Well, Heathers. you have to be ready for that, but you also have to play that so very carefully. Yes, you have to play your cards right with Heathers. Right. So, um, so, not long story short, I need more time with Heathers. I look forward to seeing a production of it at some point or another. Same thing with Mean Girls, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, in our version 2.0 world uh, post-corona, we will
will have that opportunity. Yes. So thank you guys for coming to my episode of Just Peachy. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed seeing my dad. He Thanks. will definitely be back for future episodes because hey. yeah. I love having him on this. I love you, Dad. I love you, my sweet Charlie. You are wonderful. You are a blessing. And uh, you're my pretty princess now and always. And, so if uh, you enjoyed you. this podcast, make sure to share it with your friends. I am your host, Charlie. I will see you again next time in another podcast somewhere. Goodbye! Peace!